Pastor Leslie Dory coming to you from Owensville Assembly of God. We want to welcome you to our broadcast on KTUI Radio. Our hope and prayer is that this ministry will be a blessing and an inspiration to your life today.
Good morning. I would like to uh, direct your attention uh, in the broadcast today to the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 11 through 29, as we look at some scenes after the resurrection. And we know that after the resurrection of the Lord, the Bible tells us that he remained on this earth for 40 days. And I, I actually used to wonder why Jesus did this and why he didn't immediately ascend into heaven as he had said he would. But I believe these incidents that we find in John chapter 20 tell us some of the reasons why. I believe there are three incidents in this text that reveal some important spiritual truths to us today. And I believe that what Jesus did in revealing himself to these individuals would forever change their perspective of who he was and what he would be to them. Even further, I believe these revelations were not only designed and intended for their experience at that time, but also for all of us today as well. And so the first scene that I want us to direct ourselves to is Jesus' appearance to Mary Magdalene in verses 11 through 18. And we know from the scripture record that Mary had gone to the tomb that early Sunday morning. And she finds the great stone that had been placed over the entrance to the tomb had been removed. She finds the tomb is empty and assumes that someone or persons have taken the body of Jesus. So she then runs to find Peter to tell him what she observed. And he along with John run to the tomb and there they find the grave clothes lying where the body of Jesus had been. So now we come to verses 11 through 18, and this is what the scripture tells us. It says, Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. And she saw two white-robed angels sitting at the head and the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Why are you crying? The angels asked her. And she replied, because they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have put him. And she then glanced over her shoulder and saw someone standing behind her. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? And she actually thought that he was the, the gardener. And sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said, and she turned toward him and exclaimed, Rabbi, or also meaning teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go and find my brothers and tell them I am ascended to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. And then she gave them his message. And we see from this that even though Jesus had told his disciples and followers that he was going to die on a cross, that he would be placed in a tomb, and that he would rise again, it was difficult for them to actually accept that and to comprehend it. And I believe that for Mary not to recognize Jesus at this time would not necessarily be unusual. We know Mary had gone through an emotional experience in finding an empty tomb and thinking that Jesus' body had been stolen or taken away 
with no opportunity to see him one last time. And I want to note this from this incident. We see that when Jesus called her name, she recognized his voice. And we see in the Gospel of John, Jesus compares himself to a shepherd who calls out his sheep. And he said in John chapter 10 and verse 3, it says, The sheep hear his voice, and they come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And then again, comparing himself uh, to the shepherd in verse number 14, he said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and they know me. Paul spoke of his experience in accepting Christ and following him. He said in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10, he said, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings and my life being conformed unto his death. But we see from this to know Christ and Savior uh, and Lord is to know his voice and to follow him. And if we know him and we've had that experience by faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, we will know as he speaks to our heart and speaks to our lives and we will follow him. But then we see also that Jesus told Mary not to cling to him or to hold him, that he was to ascend back to the Father who had sent him. And we know that just a few days later, Jesus would ascend back into heaven in the presence of the Father. And why did he do that? Well, not only to complete and perfect our salvation, but to become our intercessor before the Father. The writer in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 and 15 says that we have a great high priest, speaking of Christ, who has gone to heaven, Jesus the Son of God. And so let us cling to him and never stop trusting him. For this high priest understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the temptations that we do, yet he did not sin. So we see that Jesus has experienced all the range of emotions and tests and trials that, that we will face, and so he is able to identify with our needs. And in verse 16 of that chapter, he says, Let us come boldly or confidently to the throne of our gracious God, for there we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us in our time of need. But we see also from this story and from this incident that Mary was sent on a mission with a message. Jesus said, tell my disciples that I'm ascending back to my father. And so Mary goes and she finds the disciples and tells them that she has seen the Lord. And Jesus later tells his disciples in John chapter 20 and verse 21, he said, as the father has sent me, so I send you. And in this message, we, we need to understand that we too have a mission. We too have a message. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20, he said, we are ambassadors for Christ. In other words, we are messengers and representatives of the gospel of Christ. I'm reminded of an old gospel song that simply says this, Jesus is alive and well. Jesus is alive and well. 
Tell everyone you see, go and tell them for me that Jesus is alive and well. And that's what all of us should do as believers and followers of Christ. We are ambassadors. We are missionaries. We have been sent with the message of the life and the hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And then I want us to note the second scene we find in verses 19 through verse 21. And this is what the scriptures read. It says that evening on the first day of the week, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. And suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them, and peace be with you is what he said. And as he spoke, he held out his hands for them to see, and he showed them his side, and they were filled with joy when they saw their Lord. And he spoke to them again and said, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Now, these disciples were quite aware that if their leader and their spiritual guide, Jesus, was arrested, if he was condemned and put to death, that the same fate could be theirs for even their association with one who was declared to be the enemy of Rome and a false prophet to the Jewish leaders. So we really cannot fault them for, for being afraid and being apprehensive of what they could be facing and what they could be experiencing. Yet we see that as Jesus' presence comforted these disciples and calmed their fear, so this same Jesus we know and experience by faith is present with us in every situation. And through the pandemic that we're experiencing, we may feel isolated, we may feel alone, but you know, he is actually closer than we think. And we know that there are no doors, there's no walls that can keep him from us and from those that are his own. The Apostle Paul spoke these very powerful words in Romans chapter 8 and verse 35 when he declared this, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? But then he said this in verse number 38. He said, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we have that assurance and we have that confidence as well today. And Jesus left these words with his disciples also in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20 before he ascended into heaven. As he gave them the great commission to go into all the world and to preach the gospel, the message of Christ and of salvation, he said this, he said, surely I am with you always to the very end of the world. We have that assurance, again, that he will never leave us, that he will never forsake us, that he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and he is faithful and will never forsake his own. But I want to direct our attention now to the third scene in verses 24 through 29. And this is what the scripture reads. It says, one of the disciples, Thomas, 
was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand in the wound in his side. And then the scripture goes on to say that eight days later, the disciples were together again. And this time Thomas was with them. And the doors were locked, but suddenly, just as before, Jesus was standing there among them. And he said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Go ahead and put your finger here and see my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side, and don't be faithless any longer, but believe in me. And Thomas exclaimed, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me, but blessed are those who haven't seen me and believe anyway. You know, I I actually believe that sometimes Thomas gets a bum rap. He has always been known as Doubting Thomas. Yet we have to understand that these men had no basis of belief other than what Jesus had told them before. There was no scripture, there was no theology established to confirm their faith like we have today. And I believe that most importantly, there is a difference between unbelief and doubt. Unbelief says that I refuse to believe. Doubt says I'm having trouble believing, but I want to. And there were many people in Jesus' ministry that had trouble embracing and believing what he was saying. At one point, there were those who uh, said to Jesus, Lord, help my unbelief or, or help my doubts and my fears. And Jesus understands that we do have doubts and we do have fears because of our human tendencies and what we are. And, you know, we, we look at the attitude of the world and society and, 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 you know, sometimes the world says, give me proof of God's existence. Give me proof of the literal resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Well, my response to that is this. I don't have to provide proof. Faith says that it is a reality. Even though I don't see it, even though I don't feel it, and even though I don't experience it. The writer in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 in the New International Version says this, says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verses 24 and 25, he said, hope that is seen is no hope at all. He asked the question, who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not have, we wait for it patiently. And so this hope that we have in Christ uh, is the certain assurance of what is in the future. I may not know what the future holds. I may not know uh, what is going to happen tomorrow or the next day or next month or next year. But we know the one who holds the future in our life, in our experience in his hands, and that is Jesus Christ. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. He said, while we look not at the things which are seen, what we see, but at the things which are not seen. 
Faith embraces those things that we don't see with the natural mind or the natural understanding. And it gives us hope and certainty. And in closing, John closed the book of John, his gospel, in John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. He said this, There were many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. So all he asks us is to believe in him, to put our faith and trust in him, to know that he came, he lived and died, died on a cross, shed his blood for our salvation, to cleanse us and to forgive us all of our sins. And we know that this same Jesus that these individuals experienced is the same Jesus who, as that old chorus says, is still alive and well today. And he is alive, amen, to save. He's alive to redeem. He's alive to deliver us, to help us in every situation of life today. And if you have not put your faith in this Jesus as Savior and Lord, I invite you to do that today. And that if you will pray a prayer, and I'm going to pray and invite you to, uh, in your heart to believe that prayer, and it won't be the words that will save you. It will be your faith and expression of faith in Christ. But if you look to him, he'll be your Savior today. Would you pray with me today? Lord Jesus, we thank you for the fact that you came to be our Lord and Savior, that you were willing to die upon the cross, to give your life, to shed your blood for the forgiveness of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, that you died and were placed in a tomb, but on that third day you rose triumphantly over death, hell, and the grave. And you triumphed over sin and, and its power and the enemy's power over us. That it no longer has power, but Lord, you have all power in heaven and in earth. And Lord Jesus, now I accept you as my Savior and as my Lord. I believe that you died, that you rose from the dead. And by faith, I, I believe in you, I trust in you. And from this day forward, I ask you to live within my heart and within my life and that my life will be used to glorify and exalt your name in the earth. Amen. God bless you and thank you for allowing me to share with you today.
put down your shame Oh, I see an empty grave I hear the heavens waking Angels in jubilation This is Pastor Gordy again sharing with you the following announcement. In response to the coronavirus pandemic, Owensville Assembly of God is canceling all church services and activities for this week and the week of March the 29th. We encourage you to continue listening to our broadcast Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on KTUI 102.1 FM. Also, we will give service schedule updates during our broadcast you can follow us as well on our Facebook page, which is Owensville Assembly of God. Thank you so much. God bless you.